0: Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started.
1: Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold and my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, how are you?
2: I'm doing great great great. Did I say that right? Great. Doing great, Chris. How are you doing? I really can I can kind of see you today. You having a good day?
1: I'm having a great day. Uh in fact, it's beautiful in Florida right now on the beach uh in on the Gulf. It's uh you know, we're ramping up, you know, we're already uh, approaching March and You know, it's only a couple of months of winter in the north uh, part of uh, Florida, but, you know, certainly it's been warm and and, and quite warm everywhere, actually. And uh, that's uh, uh, not normal in Toronto to see some plus uh, weather during uh, January, but they're getting some snow now, and uh, I'm glad not to be there. So, Alan, how are you? How's Portland Portland's great.
2: It's not raining right this minute. It was raining about ten minutes ago, and I'm sure it'll be raining probably ten minutes from now. But right now, it's great. I love it. It's fantastic. It's about fifty-seven degrees. So,
1: yeah, it's great. It's green, beautiful. So we've got an awesome show, and I was looking forward to this one. You know, our our, our guest today. Well, first of all, it's her birthday, so we'll all say happy birthday when we birthday. introduce her. And uh We already had the chance to do that just before we got going and started here today. But listen, I want to ask you a question for the audience. Are you tired of repeating the same patterns that keep you stuck? Well, if you are, today's show is going to be amazing because we have an Ivy League schooled um, individual. 20 years as a psychotherapist, learning from hundreds of success stories that she's helped her clients striving to overcome some of the challenges and circumstances in their life 22 years of parenting and and get this a professional athlete in the middle of her life and and I can't wait to hear about this 10 years of developing educational and therapeutic programs for her audience and 51 years of just being positive and you know just living authentic and I, and I love that. She helps people set their goals and intentions around their physical, uh their mental, their profession, their relationships. And really, if you're ready for true empowerment, today is going to be an awesome show because we have a diamond in the house and I'm really excited to introduce Ava Diamond. Ava Diamond, how are you today?
0: Hey, thank you so much for that lovely intro. I'm really quite fine, and as you said, it's my birthday, and you have to change your number in my intro. It's been 52 years officially today. Ah,
1: there we go. And, you know, (laughs) you look fantastic. Like, honestly, I can see her on camera right now, folks. And, you know, listen, we'll give you her website so everybody can understand how to contact uh, Ava and, you know, get to work with Ava, perhaps if, if something's going on in your life and she can help with. She is a true giver. And, you know, there's no joke about being 52 years of positivity because, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to her parents or her mom in particular, but I'm sure she came out uh, the way she is today because she looks fantastic and she's just uh, an awesome person all the way around. So Ava, thank you for being here today and taking some time out on your birthday.
0: Thank you. I just need to know one thing. Yes. Are are you okay, Christopher, with being wrong about something? Of course. Okay. Because I got to tell you, part of my story includes the fact that I was not a positive person for fifty two years, but I learned ah. I discovered the power of positivity gotcha and it was, it was in fact from my mother, but it wasn 't at at birth, although she modeled that from the time I was very young. It irritated me to no end that she was so positive right I can get into that story when you want me to, um, for but sure. it was one of those transformational experiences where I took hold of that power of positivity and reclaimed myself, regained my footing in a new way in life uh, in my late 30s.
1: That's fantastic. And we are going to get into that. And, and certainly, uh, because the audience, this is how they relate to stories, to you know some of the struggle we all have and you know where i like to really start the show and, and we'll get alan in here soon, soon because he's chomping at the bit and he normally introduces uh, everybody but you know Ave and i have a special connection uh we're working on a book together and i'm really excited so um i took the great pleasure of introducing her and she's a fantastic person lots of insight and she can certainly uh help a lot of people so get your journals out and uh make sure you've got your pen handy because there's going to be some wisdom coming through the airwaves today there's no <laughs> doubt uh listen you you started somewhere and uh, you got into it a little bit about, you know, redirection and, and reintroducing yourself and, and, uh, and becoming positive along the way and what's that done for you. Uh, tell us that journey, uh, where you come from, what happened and uh, where you are today, uh, of course, and some of the vision that, you know, you have for your life as you're uh, progressing at 52 years young.
0: Great. Um, so thank you for that opportunity to, to share my personal story, but I, what I will be doing is sharing these pivotal moments that have allowed me to develop into who I am, but also as far as I'm concerned, even more importantly, allowed me to develop what I offer to other people for their own personal empowerment. So in chapters, so to speak, my younger years, I learned how to overcome painful shyness I did that consciously at the age of 12 when I entered into that tumultuous middle school time. I decided I no longer wanted to live life through the eyes of my friends. I wanted to be a true player in, in life's action. And I found without – I wasn't, you know, so keen that I, I said, oh let me do this consciously, this part of it. But I did look for a role model, um, someone who was very outgoing and I inadvertently took on a mentor who helped me overcome my shyness. And, of course, then I went the other way and became <laughs> a little <laughs> bit too social. Um, <laughs> so, and that interfered with my academic success, much to my parents' demise. My parents are um, – my father in particular was one of those major academic professional overachievers. So um, – in any case, so lesson number one was how to make a decision to change a part of self that you aren't in favor of. That feels like an obstacle to your best self um, and, and to find mentorship in for that to happen. That was my first lesson in life personal development um, that I've kept dear to my heart. You know so then you know I, I screwed up in high school. I was you know not taking anything academic seriously because I'd been waiting so long to have a social life this was the greatest reward on earth. Um and I was doing it so well. And then <laughs> as as
1: we all do in high school <laughs> a master at
0: it. Well done. Right. <laughs> I, I knew how to throw exactly the right kind of party every time. Um, then suddenly academics became important to me because my my Self-image was missing something. Um, and when it did, I just I just put my nose to the grindstone and I learned through my own experience what conviction was about, how to stay convicted to a goal. And long story short, with that chapter of my life, I went from really close to the bottom of my high school class to Ivy League graduate school. Um, and then from there way down the road, was invited. You know, even though I don't have the MD at the end of my name, many decades later, I developed a program and was invited to teach at Yale University School of Medicine to all the very young doctors becoming doctors that we all need to trust. That's fantastic. Um, That's awesome. That's awesome. So the message that I give to people, particularly um, I work with a lot of families all as a unit, and and parenting is a part of that, obviously. So I, I always try to convey to parents how important it is for a person no matter what age to forge their own path because the more they own their path and pave their own road the greater their success will be.
1: Hm. It's a great way to put it and uh, mm-hmm. definitely something to ponder and think about. Def- you know, for me listening to that statement the more you take ownership the more you'll you know um, go in the direction that's important to you and, and not someone else's life i, I guess that you know it's what i'm hearing yep. and, and living someone else's life hmm. Interesting. well yeah, because
0: you. what what is midlife crisis all about which is another age group stage of life that I tend to work a lot with midlife crisis is the awakening that holy crap i have been living my life inauthentically hmm. all these years and that often comes from following the road that someone else had has made for you wow One, another.
1: So that's what's going Hold on it. with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Yeah, haven't said anything yet. Oh, i not even said oh, anything I'm yet. of people would agree with that. Uh, and I'm already throwing you under the bus. I'm just joking. <laughs> Alan is <laughs> Alan is way on track. We just like to have fun, but uh, you know, not to take too much seriousness away from Ava But I had to. I had to do that because he was looking down, and I can see him on camera here because uh, he's writing. <laughs> You know, so fast, of course, uh, (laughs) in his book. We
0: didn't didn't interpret that as an avoidant behavior at all.
1: (laughs) So I'm sorry, continue, because that was an interesting uh, topic. And, and, you know, again, um, that midlife crisis, you know, because I've heard of the crisis. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you hear about it, but, you know, knowing what it really is. This is the difference. I mean, we're hearing the facts from actually who's trained in this area. Ava, give us a, you know that again because you know we just had to have some fun uh, with that. But um, you know, give us that again. You know, when you go through a midlife crisis, it, it's actually waking up and you know feeling like you know you haven't lived the life you really wanted to live. Is that what I'm is that what I'm yeah, hearing? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And and so there's a few ways that that happens. But what you know, the bottom line is this: parts of you have gone dormant. Okay. For whatever reason, you have forgotten or lost parts of you that are central to who you are, and at one point probably made you unique and vital, and these these losses can occur because of a few different things. One is you get into the wrong relationship, right? Um, and then all of a sudden you're stifled. Parts of you are stifled, maybe not by the other person as much as by your own doing, but it uh, happens both ways. Um, you get into a job that you feel stuck in after years because you thought it was the right thing to, go, to do to go to law school, and and now you're a lawyer and you hate every day. Um, maybe you like the paycheck at the end, and that's about it. Um, there are several different ways you, you wind up giving up on your physical self. Women, men, same thing, midlife, they resign themselves to, this is what I'm supposed to be at 40 to 70 years old. I'm supposed to be overweight. It doesn't, or, I'm doing fine for this age group because when you look around at the masses, you know, people, we all know the obesity issue in our country. Um, so there's an unusual comparison and a resignation to being less than your your optimal self. So then midlife crisis happens and, and there's another thing that happens with For you guys that you don't get to talk about all that often, us chicks talk about it all the time, Um, you go through hormone changes too, guys. We do? You do. And in fact, in fact- I thought all the pills I took took care of that. (laughs) (laughs) So unfortunately for you guys, it's not common table talk. You don't talk about it when you're out for coffee um, or over a beer or whatever, and and there's a stigma attached to the fact that your testosterone levels may not be the same as they were and guess what a lot of you guys are erroneously diagnosed with depression a lot of you guys are thinking that you don't have the interest in exercising anymore because quite frankly you don't have interest in a lot of things anymore and it's if you can adjust your hormones which is a sensitive subject to talk about for a lot of people but there's different ways of doing that in a very healthy ways Suddenly, you have a vibrancy returning. Suddenly, you realize your propensity for physical and professional and relationship greatness again.
1: Wow. So there's a physical aspect to it, you know, chemically, it sounds. And then what's the mental, you know, connection? And can you overcome the physical side of or the chemical reaction with some mental activity, or is there, you know, some other combination that needs to happen?
0: Um, so ideally, when you're dealing with any kind of chemically chemical issue, you will go for healthy medical intervention, right? Because right. the alternative right. that I work with a lot of people who actually choose illicit substances to deal with their sure. chemical imbalances. Um, so you want to treat anything that's that's uh, physiological with medicine. But that's not the only solution. And of course, it never is the only part, it's only one part of the problem. So, one part of the solution. So, th- there's what I'm trying to say is that it's an equation.
1: Okay. So
0: one plus one equals two for sure. So, one way to address this is talking to your doctor. The other way to address this that has to go along with it, or you're only getting half of the equation is to really work with someone like me who's a mental fitness coach or somebody who's a, a really well trained and I'm very careful to say this because life coaches are a dime a dozen these days and they're, sure. yeah. they're not always prepared to handle what they sign up to handle and it's really disturbing to someone like me who's put in all the time with schooling and, and by the way you said 20 years as a psychotherapist it's uh, 24 years ha huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, to be technical
0: yeah anyway so I'm writing that down yeah there you go in the work that I do with people there are a lot of mental strategies that I use to help people reclaim themselves to help the, the dormancy to disappear um, <clears throat> for women you know there are a lot of women I call this emerging from diaper darkness There's there are women who get so entrenched in motherhood they lose all other parts of themselves and they're, they're strictly mom and service, you know, they provide service to that role and they've lost their, their whole human self around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we do a lot of cognitive restructuring, we do a lot of strategic behavioral planning with goal setting, but it all starts with really coming up with their personal mission statement for anybody I work with, right? the foundation for, for reshaping how you think about yourself and, and the life you're living is to become very, very clear about what your personal mission is at this point.
1: I, you know, this is interesting and, and definitely a lot of people are affected with this, you know, going through life. For those that aren't there yet, you know, are listening and, and, you know, not quite there, are there things that they can prepare for so that, you know, as life starts to develop and, and they've got new things happening, whether a new mom or a dad or, you know, getting married and, and, you know, taking on, you know, more things in their lives, are there things that they can prepare for as they get closer to
0: that and you
1: know, stage in their life?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The other stage of life that I happen to have the bulk of my client group in is emerging adulthood. Um, I work with particularly a lot of young men. I think they like the fact that I'm a pro bodybuilder and and (laughs) it it appeals to them. They they can relate to me differently. Um, So most of my clients are are young men um, who have struggled with a lot of life challenges, very smart, sometimes very well-educated, careers just uh, life on life's terms had big bumps in the road to deal with. Um, and really, the preparation for a life that that doesn't become susceptible to midlife crisis is one where you practice authenticity from the jump. So one where you become very cognizant of not only who you are, but what areas of self need to be continually nurtured or expanded um, so that you can plot that course. Um, one thing that 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 does fuel midlife crisis is stagnation in any of that.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I. There's I Alan. Hear
0: there he is. Yeah. I'm.
2: No, I'm here. I hear everything that, that you're saying, Ava. I think it's. I think a lot of us. Um. And I, I mean, I'll roll myself into into this category. Is that it? up till a a number of years ago, we become complacent and obsessed, if you will, by living under somebody else's objective, and I think a lot of times that comes from being uh, in an employment environment where we are an employee, and I think what happens is, you know, we do become, uh, you know, like the five, six, seven, eight people around us, whoever those might be. And we nurture each other, and we stay, you know, cocooned in this little environment that's safe. And uh, we may not necessarily like our results, uh, either health-wise, mental-wise, professional-wise, maybe even as, as parents. But it's harder to make that decision to move out because we're so, well, you said a complacent. Mm-hmm. And I know that you work with the emerging adults, and you work with mid midlife adults. And I, I, it's intriguing the fact that you've got a lot of clients that are um, young men that are that are I don't want to say lost, but look, but actively looking for some guidance. And I think that's I think that's paramount. I think historically, uh, you know, the men kind of get when it comes to the personal growth piece and and development get kind of left out or yeah. or or put over here and told that. You're already supposed to have your, your, your stuff together, and you already have the path because that's what you're supposed to do. That's what society says you have to do. So we don't want to hear about it. Just take care of your stuff. And I'm glad that you are or honored that, that you are um, really diving into that with a, a whole different demographic of uh, the up-and-comers that are going to take care of us when we get a little bit older. So, that I, I think is fantastic.
0: So, let me just tell you that the highlight of my week every week, and I tell them this every week with complete sincerity because I can't help myself. I'm so overwhelmed by the feeling of gratitude to these young men. in particular. I have one group, a whole group of them, that I do what I call narrative therapy. And I know, Christopher, you were talking about um, people relate to stories. Yes, and yes. I believe in that so deeply that. I've developed a narrative therapy program that is all about people writing their stories in different ways, parts of their stories and sharing it. And and this group of young men and I've done this with other groups of men as well in the past with great success. But this group of young men who are all between ages of 20 and 26 um I can't believe how well they've learned to communicate who they are at a deep emotional level, connect with each other around um, in a truly uh, enhanced relationship where they can be vulnerable and strong simultaneously. And that's the key. Right. Being vulnerable and strong, seeing those things as as coinciding, Mm -hmm. coexisting. Um, Narrative therapy.
1: Interesting. So um, let me ask you a question as you're, uh, you know, continuing to to explain that. Um, Is this, you know, a writing um, exercise where, you know, they journal? Is that, you know, something that they they use?
0: so, So here's, I'm going to tie a few things together that we've talked about. Number one, the short answer is yes, and the long answer is no. They are in each session in each group they're given a prompt of some kind whether it's a short video or a simple sentence like "write about a time when you witnessed love um and they just go from there sometimes it's right about a moment where you realized you wanted to change um they have different writing prompts and then they just go with it it's not planned out it's not like go home and think about it and change your writing and bring it in and then share it it's not okay. that Gotcha. although I do I do that in my therapy I give homework assignments and in my cl- my client work that happens every week with everybody right um, but that said uh, we talked about the road owning the road that that you go down and paving it yourself the greatest reward of the work that I do is when it happens it just happened yesterday is when someone in the group whatever group it is says I have an idea for our group next week can I bring it in they own it When they own it, I know how invested they are. Right. It's magical. Um, So, you know, that the narrative program I do with at Yale University School of Medicine, I did it with the physician students there. I've done uh, the narrative work in groups with firefighters and police officers who had experienced work related trauma. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, It's just incredibly impactful to see how they go from the stereotypical rough and tough firehouse, you know, mode to poets.
1: Mm -hmm. I bet.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, we have that. We just don't always, we're compartmentalized. We don't let it out. Right. And you bring that out and not only bring it out, but you build that into or help them build that into their character so it becomes transparent and people get to see that and it adds value to the relationships, whatever they might build.
0: Right. And guess what? They're no longer afraid of those parts of themselves. And what I find, and I say this all the time, is the greatest obstacle to our becoming our best selves is that four-letter word, fear. Mm -hmm. Fear interferes with becoming our best self. So when they discover that they can actually share in a vulnerable and strong manner and experience the rewards of relationship, they no longer fear connecting with people. Right. And that's that's the goal.
1: I love the vulnerable and strong sure. combination. Um mm-hmm. it it's like the yin and yang, yin and yang of, of life and, and you know, having those two dualities um allow you to um you know, experience things in, in such a way that you can be compassionate and empathetic, but at the same time, leadership and, you know, the things that are necessary to, to bring your life. So I love that. And uh, own the road and pave it yourself. I mean, that, that's a quote by Ava Diamond right there. And I love <laughs> that. Um, they no longer fear. And, you know, that four-letter word, uh, which is incredible, um, how much it holds people back. Um, and, and, you know, the very fact of it, it's, it's not even real. It's made up in our own minds. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, fear and danger are two different things, of course. Um, you know, you can, uh, you should be uh, fearing jumping off a building, building because it's dangerous. <laughs> um, but, you know, fear in your own mind when it comes to keeping yourself back because of maybe, you know, feeling like, you know, you're going to get embarrassed or, you know, those types of things that happen to people where they just don't put themselves out there because of that reason. Criticism, if you want. Um, you know, this is just great uh, information. And thanks for sharing that, because I, I, I know unequivocally, you know, the notes that I'm writing are opening up some cognition for myself and, and mm-hmm. saying, hey, do I do that? Um, uh, am I experiencing anything in my life right now that I can you know, overcome? And because we all go through that as good as you are, and the good as you know, things are doing for other people, we're people. And, you know, yourself, Ava, the same, you know, as you're going through life and experiencing new things and changing. So thanks for doing that. And, um, you know, I I certainly have a, man, a whole bunch of notes already. How about you, Alan?
2: Yeah, I've got about a page and a half here that I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm paying attention, but I'm writing some, some really good content. And some things that I found that are um, happening, or that have happened, you know, with me personally. Sure. Um, you know, we Chris and Ava, Chris and I talk a lot about being humble and being transparent, kind of a uh, drop your pants approach, so to speak, with um, business and economics, because that's that's kind of the the avenue of the uh, of our entrepreneur base. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of and I'll just say it: a lot of men when they get to midlife, they're in the habitual mode of there is no transparency because transparency can lead to weakness, can lead to a vulnerability and vulnerability in business and life is a risk. And when it comes down to risk, the bottom line is economic risk or loss of uh, uh, advantage and those sort of things when, in fact, it means just the opposite bringing in and, and, and being vulnerable, and um, at least this is what how we're approaching what we do, isn't attracted to most people. Yes. People like to relate to other people in a way that is humanistic, that is, oh, they've been through the mud like I've been, or they're still in the mud. I get it. Now I kind of want to fall. Now I'm going to kind of listen. And it sounds like that is the kind of aha moments that you're getting out of um, – your clients as well, whether they be emerging, you know, um, adults or midlife adults, is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, and in fact, I I love the word humble, and I and I just used it extensively with several different clients yesterday. How to re- redefine humility? Too often, people, particularly men, decide that being humble means you're just not bragging about. Mm-hmm yourself and that's not that's only one corner of that concept humility is what you're describing if you if you're not comfortable with the word vulnerability that's okay because in between vulnerability and strength the bridge is humility with humility you can attract as you're talking about people who will trust you far more because you're presenting Mm -hmm. as real You know, I use a lot of my, you know, not without oversharing, I use a lot of my own experiences up to the moment. You know, if something happens during my particular day that relates to what the client is talking about, and I show them that me, the guru of, you know, mental fitness, so to speak, I work my program. I talk, I walk my talk, right? That it's important to not just know what to say and believe that, that, you know, your words are invincible. It's not like that. You guys used a word earlier before we started that was, you know, some people say, you know, it's important to, to experience feeling unstoppable, right? And unstoppable is nothing I would ever want to be personally. There's no superhero in me. I wouldn't want that. Um, but the word that you guys used was unstoppable, and it was it just came up. I think you said it, Alan, but. I knew it was going to come up again in our talk here because, in fact, to be unstumpable means that you have to be humble enough to ask for help when you don't have the answers and to look for the internal and external resources you might have to not be a stumpable human. There's no reason for us to be stumpable.
1: Look at the big brain on Alan.
2: Yeah, no, I think Chris said that, but uh, but I'll take but I'll take uh, uh, credit for that. not a, not a problem. Yeah, I can't see Chris right now anyway. So uh, owner, ownership ownership is uh, whoever says it twice, and so I'm going to say it twice off here, and I own it. Um, no, I you're, you're you're I totally track, and I love this whole line of discussion because it is um, well, it's real. And, and it's aside from the just the economic standpoint of uh, personal development right. and, you know, positive mental attitude. This is getting into, you know, some of the really uh, the cognitive things that make us who we are and how we move past that and maybe how we avoid some of those things. And, uh, you know, the humility that you're talking about and, the you know, the humbleness of life is, um, you know, and, and oftentimes it's a... a Another way I describe it is a life of service. And when you can be in service to somebody else, you have to take, truly, if you're really going to be in the service mindset, you are humble because you are, it's not that the other person's more important or they have more experience, it's that you are not having to force yourself on them. You're waiting and you're waiting for the story and you're waiting for the, the time where it's appropriate to interject. And then hopefully that right interjection is going to help them develop and proceed with something that they're, you know, trying to either accomplish or avoid in their life. So, yeah, I, I love the fact that, that you're working with uh, with especially young men when it comes to that. I think the future of where we're headed is, uh, is going to be paramount that that become the norm as opposed to uh, something that is, uh, you know, swept under the rug.
0: Right. You know, can I can I just say something about it? you like this conversation being real and then you talked about it's not just we're not just looking at how to be positive and I, I have a very strong reaction to that that I'd like to share. Um I I never tell people you just gotta think positively. I think that's a crock of you know what. Mm. Um, I didn't swear because you said there's no swearing on your show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beep, <bleep. laughs> Beep, bleep, bleep. that said um so I wow. never say well if you can think positively life will be better okay maybe but if you're not feeling good about things in the moment trying to if you could just think positively don't you think you would um so what I have people do is I tell them they need to neutralize with fact they need to neutralize right. their anxiety neutralize their concerns neutralize their their fears or their sadness with fact because undoubtedly there is fact in their lives that could at least sh- demonstrate to them that they're not, you know, in an abysmal condition. Um, you know, the, there's a two-letter word that I like to use. So? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm, I am I can't pay these bills, and I've got more bills coming in. and, and So? So what are you going to do about it? Right. So? So you're gonna pick up the phone and work out a financial plan and yes. yeah, so it's two letters that make a big difference. Mm-hmm. well, what if she breaks up with me when you know she finds out that I did this, this and this, and it so, so what makes you think you can't handle hard things
2: mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, key point and I think a lot of people don't maybe their life isn't is is neutralized in the fact that okay maybe their economics are okay and and you know they got their health and they kind of bounce around in this lifestyle that is maybe not risky and it doesn't have a lot of challenge but there's going to come a time in their life when they're going to have the challenge and the more Experience they can get about openly dealing with that, I think the better off they're going to be. I mean, I'll just speaking for myself, I, I've had a life of, of physical challenge all my life. So I, I've kind of always known, always been in that mindset of, oh, okay, so, so how can I, how can I move past this? I've had a number of open heart surgeries and I have a lot of heart issues and a lot of things implanted in my body that are keeping me alive and, and, so my, my mind's always, well, okay, but how can I move forward and how can I give back and how can I help somebody that maybe hasn't been in this environment before? And I think a lot of people are in that environment and they're afraid to say anything about it and it affects how they operate and the the kind of impact that they could have if they chose to be open about it. Mm-hmm.
1: This yep. show is fantastic. you know. Yeah. I, I just want to point out something really uh, for the audience as they're listening in. You are absolutely getting educated because yeah. this is a you know something that Ava obviously um, charges uh, for, um, but she's graciously come on our show to help give insight to your life, uh, whether you're going through things or not. Um, you will there's it's inevitable through life that things will change, um, and having these tools if you're in a good place now, um, are going to be absolutely... Um, tremendous when you do enter into um, a challenge or an issue in your life. So that's why it's important to take notes. That's why it's important to pay attention. And that is why it's important that we bring professional experts like Ava on our show so that they can share this information with you. And, uh, Ava, you're, you're awesome. You're just incredible. You. You've got so much insight. And, um, it's, it, it, I mean, it, it glares that you're well educated in this area, so thank you for uh, you know walking us through. I want to move on to something. Uh, not that this isn't important, because I, I think we covered some really good areas about you know looking at oneself, um, knowing who you are. I'm a big believer that knowing who you are, you're going to know where you're going in life, and that is the greatest discovery. You know, in my opinion, through life is knowing who you really are and the ability then to live life out the way you really want to. So, um, listen, follow Ava. We're going to give all her, you know, credentials and, and, or where you can find her. And, uh, she's all over social media and everything else. But, um, I want to ask you a question because we don't have a ton of time and I'd love to be able to talk to you all day on your birthday. Uh, believe us, <laughs> but I know you got lots of things going on. T- so, yeah, man. you got lots of things going on. You got lots of things going on. So I want to move the uh, the show on just a little bit here and uh, talk about, you know, middle of your life where you uh, all of a sudden became a pro bodybuilder and I'm talking like she looks good folks like yeah. <laughs> you know listen she's got a bigger bicep than me and I think I you know I, I think I'm flexing right now as I say that obviously uh, because anytime anybody talks about a bicep I have to flex Um, but anyway uh, you know she she is just she looks great and Thank you know extremely I, chiseled. I, I, yeah. I think well first of all it's it's a confidence thing as well and you know in life when you feel good in your body um, you tend to attract some really cool things into your life. And I'm a firm believer that the body and the mind talk to each other all the time and uh, subconsciously in a lot of ways, as we know, uh, phys- physically, um, but, you know, just that whole conscious part of ourselves where we're paying attention, we're looking in the mirror, we pass by, we talk to someone, we're, you know, feeling, um you know, part of ourselves and we can see, you know, what we're wearing and everything else. It's so important to life. And I want you to talk about that because something happened in your life where you said, boom, this is what I'm going to do. And guess what? I'm doing it. And you did it. And that's what I love um, because that's powerful right there. That is a transformation if I've ever seen one when you can take your body from where it is and you can literally change it at any age as well and that's incredible and I want to talk about that because you're around people in this industry you're around people of all ages and I know specifically there are some guys that I've met in their 70s and 80s and they look unbelievable so you could do it any time in your life so what is that mental thing that goes on and better yet I want to know your story and then you can get into all the fabulous things that you know you can share with our, our, our audience.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give you the two pivotal moments that drew me into the sport and drew me onto the stage. Um, And it goes back to what we said very, very early on about that moment of positive change, positive thinking change, um, optimism. So 38 years old, um, my mother, who was Considered, She was called the commercial lady by my friends growing up because she always sounded like she was doing a walking commercial for everything. She was so appreciative and mindful. She didn't even know what the word mindful was, but she was just innately mindful about absorbing the wonders of the world in the moment. Um, I, love that. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was incredible. And I underestimated uh, that value. It irritated the hell out of me growing up because – <laughs> because I thought I was so corny and I was like going to get away with everything because she was so naive, right? Um, anyway, so when she was diagnosed with terminal illness and I witnessed how that very same thing that irritated me so much was the one thing, truly, that prolonged her life two years, longer than the doctors anticipated, right? and allowed her to live with tumors in her bones hiking up, you know some of the biggest mountains in the world, um, and making it to the top because she maintained a mentality of life is too precious, and we must be who we're meant to be every step of the way, every day. And it was in that moment when when I heard the diagnosis of my mother, and I realized, you know, that this was very real that a light bulb went off. I looked at my own life and I said, Holy cow, man, where did I go? Who am I? Um, and I, it's time for me to take hold of my life again. I had three babies in four years. Um, and at that point they were, you know, in grade school and and very, very early middle school. Um, And I exited a marriage where I was um, unfulfilled and 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 stifled, stifling parts of myself because it just didn't fit in that relationship. Um, And then I got—I was always into running. I was into running. Long story short, was that I started to lift weights more significantly. I was lifting weights when I was younger, and I loved it. And then let it go because I was pregnant every year after that.
1: (laughs) kind of hard to uh, lift weights when you've got a big belly. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, you are lifting weight (laughs) 24-7. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, So I got into fitness. People were always asking me, do you compete, do you compete? So the first first pivotal moment that opened the door to me reclaiming my physical self and developing a healthier mindset was my mother's diagnosis. The next story that got me onto the stage was that, and, and I tell this all the time because I love to tell it, My son was in high school and going out for the varsity golf team for the third year in a row. And as the mother that I am, I was like inside, oh my God, he's going to do this again. He's going to be heartbroken. (laughs) He's not going to make it. Oh my God, why is he going to even try? Right? In my head. On the outside, I was saying, oh honey, I love that you are taking this challenge on again and trying again. And then I turned it into a team thing, I said, you know what, if you can keep putting yourself out there like this and risking success or failure either way, it's time for me to put myself out there and overcome my last bit of shyness per se and take to the stage and compete because people have been asking me why aren't I for years and the only reason was because I was afraid. So he went out for the golf team. He made the golf team. I went on stage. I won the show. Ta-da.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's
2: awesome.
0: So those great are the things to be able stories. to share with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he thinks about it as often as I do, but, but, uh, he will.
2: Yeah. yeah, he will. He will.
0: Um, he will.
1: that's a great story. And, yeah. um, so you're a professional bodybuilder, you're right. a psychotherapist. Um, you know, you help people, uh, it, you know, in all stages of their lives and, uh, you're a mom at that. I mean, you're busy, you're busy. You've got three kids now, obviously a little bit older and, uh, doing their thing. Um, but I'm sure you're, you know, still involved because moms are involved right. Right. <laughs> every day. And, uh, I saw actually a great picture of you and your daughter, I believe. And, uh, that, that was fantastic. One
0: right. of my daughters. And yeah. And she daughters. lives in Tampa. Yeah. And uh, we have a photo shoot coming up soon. She just started her fitness modeling career recently. Awesome. And uh, then my 18-year-old called me today and said, Mom, I don't feel good. Can I come home this weekend? And I said, <laughs> Of course, I'll do the mommy cure. The mommy cure will be on, on board with you. So, of that's, And then this afternoon for my birthday, I'm going with my 22-year-old son to shoot guns and ride quads. Wow. So That's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, it That's sounds awesome. like a fun day and uh you're spending some time yeah. with us today as well and and we really appreciate that and uh again happy birthday to Ava. Uh we would sing but we're horrible at singing. At least Alan's yeah, really he's horrible not, at singing. Not pretty, Not pretty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I don't want to ruin today's today's show. show with that.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: Christopher, <laughs> one thing about you know what you said about how much you learn from your physical experiences, your fitness experiences, and, and that's actually the whole thing with my mental fitness coaching program. What I've done is I've bridged together my two professions as a bodybuilder and as a psychotherapist into a strategic coaching model that targets exactly that, helping people to recognize that, for example, I have a lot of um, easy-to-remember terms that we use so that they can actually put into into play these strategies easier, um, mind in the muscle, right? So right. when you're, when you're doing whatever your fitness is and everybody, you know, is encouraged to find one out, one kind of fitness that's right for them. And, and there's a range of, of options, you know, it's not just bodybuilding, but the key is to put your mind in the muscle and really become very mindful about the way your body's working to become stronger to become more you know capable of moving if you're just looking for agility for you know incre- increasing your endurance whatever the goals are to really to become incredibly connected mind to muscle and then you find that when you're dealing with your tasks at work or or in your relationship when you're communicating with with your loved one you put a different kind of mind in the muscle it's a it's it transfers over to enhancing your clarity and your connection with the tasks that you're that are in front of you
1: that 's fantastic and, I, and I'm just going to bring up a couple of things. Uh, I know Alan 's uh, got a question for you um, neut- I, I, just a couple of comments on on what we talked about, so I like to recap and, and help people through that just in case there 's something going on in their mind and, and maybe uh, you can get some clarity, but I want to make sure i 'm clear as well uh, yep. neutralizing your thoughts with fact. Um, I love that, by the way. I, I mean, that's a great way to look at things instead of, you know, be positive and, you know, just concentrate on the positive. Because I think facts, when people actually boil it down, um, really come down to, and, and, and I want to try and get this right, so help me uh, along the way. When you focus on the facts, you actually can then move your mind into the things that are going well in your life. You know, because we tend to move our direction of, you know, all these, uh, let's say, uh, fearful things that happen or could happen most of the time. They haven't happened, but they could happen. And we, you know, concentrate on that arena. But when you really boil it down to the facts, it sounds like you're really getting down to the core of, you know, you're amazing. And you've got lots of great things that you are doing right now. And number one, just in the matter of us talking, you're here. You've shown up and you're yes. alive. And guess what? That is one of the greatest gifts I think most people overlook in life is that you're here right now, no matter what's happening to you, no matter what's going on, no matter what could happen, because a lot of times it's could happen, and we fear all that about what could happen to you. Um, but when you look at what you're doing right now and showing up and, and, and that love, that neutralizing you know, their thoughts with fact that I'm here now mm-hmm. and I can do something about it. And I love that whole disruption thing that you work on. So, you mean yeah. you can't do anything about this? So is, right. it, you know, big deal like type thing. And, and, and not that you're shunning it off, but you're really disrupting the, the train of thought so that you can bring them back to that fact that you talked about.
0: Right. And, and if I can just add really quickly, one of the things that I do to help people neutralize with fact and answer the so questions is I have them develop two lists. One is, what are their internal resources? Meaning, what do they use to get through life? What have they used historically to get through life? What are their internal resources? Knowledge? Do they have a good, you know, a loving heart? Do they, you know, have a spirituality? Whatever their internal resources are. And what are their external resources? Because we don't, none of us have everything we need in life embodied in our own individual being. We're, we're needing other people in our world. So what are our external resources? Are they, you know, the who or what of that? And those two lists, if you have right. access to them or keep them handy somewhere in your mind or, or on paper and your computer, when you get stuck in, you know, neutralizing with fact or you get stuck in worry, worry kills people, right. you get stuck, right. stuck in resentment or regret, you know, you how have, do you neutralize with fact? Right. What are your internal resources and what are your external resources? That's
1: beautiful and I love it. And listen, I'm going to give a good call out to your mom i know she's here with you anyway um but the fact you said something was really cool absorbing and i'm getting chills right now so obviously she's here uh absorbing the natures of the world you know and being mindful and that's what you know mindfulness was and Mm -hmm. for her to take that and internalize it and then express it um Amazing. So listen, uh, let's carry on because Alan has a great question and uh, not to, you know, uh, make you, you know, feel things. But obviously, Ava, I mean, I know you do. And
0: um, I uh, love feeling things.
1: Yes, I I see that in your (laughs) face. And uh, I I just wanted to give that uh, because that was uh, that was something I just heard, which was amazing. And a a nice feeling went through me um, when I actually heard that. And uh, I think it's important that we, uh, we throw that out in, into, uh, you know, everybody's world today is absorbing the natures of the world and, and actually being part of that. So it's... Uh,
0: thank you for honoring her with yeah,
1: that. Yeah, for sure. And um, thank you for bringing that up because, uh, you know, moms are great. And, and you know, uh, I have one too, and I, I love her very much. So, Alan, um, let, let's, let's, uh, let's ask Ava another great question. And, uh, I mean, we want to talk all day to Ava. Yeah, but uh, we're, yeah, but it's for her birthday for one, and and we're going to let yep. her go. Uh, yep. But everybody else yep. has things going on as well. And uh, listen, I, I want Alan to, uh, to 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 bring us to the next uh, to the next question.
2: Well, Ava, I mean, you're you're being extremely transparent, and I use that word a lot, and I and I mean what I say by uh, by that, and I love the fact that you're willing to to go there. And having said that, um, uh, I'll use your word. So. What's next for Ava? Ah,
1: love that.
0: I got so much good stuff going on. <laughs> What's next for me? Um, one thing, here, here's what came up yesterday, so I'm going to say this um, because it's inspirational to me, it was inspirational to my client, and so maybe your your listeners will find it useful. Um, you know those days where you wake up and all of a sudden it feels like the bleep? hits the fan like from from the time you put your put your feet on the floor right so you get the email and you get the text messages like oh my god why is everything going wrong today well i've learned in my lifetime because life ebbs and flows i've learned that i do completely absolutely recognize that i have drawn incredible human beings into my world incredible opportunities and i know exactly why that happens i know exactly what energy i put out there that that allows me to experience life this way and i also know that there are these days where you know the bleep hits the fan and yes and on those days what i also make sure i'm cognizant of is that oh boy so things are challenging today because guess what the next great opportunity is about to happen. Right. I tend to find that I get tossed a lot of challenges right before like <laughs> incredible gifts appear. So that said, another gift appeared this morning um, mm-hmm. for an opportunity to, to collaborate. I, I love collaborating with people. Um, that's why I'm excited to collaborate with you, Christopher, with this book. Right. Um I have two programs that are going to be offered in Connecticut, New York, and in Sarasota, Florida, where I'm, I'm joining Mind Spa in Sarasota, Florida. And if you don't know Mind Spa, go to the website because they have incredible mind and body services of all different kinds that are cutting edge. Um, in any case, I'm working with Michael Gonzalez Wallace, who is world famous. He's in some part of Europe right now. He's doing,
1: awesome,
0: isn't he? Is he? He
1: is incredible. Right? Yeah. He
0: he was made famous by Oprah a bunch of years back for his incredible work that he does that's physical work that enhances brain functioning too. And it's great for people who are new to fitness, trying to get into being a fit person, people who are trying to deal with aging process. um, And it's also great for people with physical or mental um, special needs. So... He and I are putting together our two programs, Mental Fitness Coaching and His Super Body, Super Brain, in one certification program so we can get other professionals trained in these two models of enhancing motivation and all the mental sides of things, um, my program, and this unique physical program so that there's lots of professional personal trainers, there's lots of physical therapists, there's lots of um, home health aides who can... Provide these services to the much-needed population out there. Um,
1: that's exciting!
0: Yeah, that's great. So what that's a great absolutely-
2: add to people. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, um, and then I have another program with Dr. Clark Gaither, who's also called Dr. Burnout. Um, <laughs> that we are—it's a prevention and intervention program for physicians and healthcare providers, um, in particular. And it's for exactly what it says. It's taking the program that I've taught at Yale University, the REST program, Resiliency Education and Skills Training, bridging it with his Reignite program. And he's got a book, The Powerful Words, that's out. And he's been a coach for physicians and and high-pressured executives for a bunch of years now. Um, He himself is a family physician who's been in recovery for 15 years from alcoholism and offers that. In a very personal way, in his coaching, um, together we're doing a three-day intensive retreat-like program in Sarasota and in Connecticut to really shore up people's resilience um, for the help. To be because one of the, you guys may not know this, but physicians are female physicians in particular seventy percent more likely than the average person to commit suicide. Wow! For example. One in 10 nurses on a hospital floor are addicted to drugs. Wow. Yeah. Um, Depression is one of the primary causes of physician burnout or one of the symptoms of physician burnout, and physician burnout is the primary cause of medical error. Wow.
1: Incredible. Incredible. So you got a lot going on, and uh, amazing things at that, and and things that are helping people, which is uh, obviously uh, important and near and dear to your heart, is helping people, and you're such a giver from that perspective. Thank you. Hey, I hate to say this, but uh, you know we're coming to the end, but I I still have one thing left. And uh, by the way, I I mean, Alan, am I not blessed to have Ava and Michael part of the book that's coming out? Like, oh wow. Goodness.
0: I didn't know
1: Yeah, anybody. yeah, it's um yeah. really yeah. exciting and <laughs> and uh just amazing uh, amazing that you know like you said when you're focused on a passion and something going well in your life, the good things, you know, really start to show up. And, yeah. and sometimes you might not think that. And, you know, we all can go to a dark place sometimes in our own minds. But, you know, I, I love the uh, getting back to the neutralizing the thought w- w- um, thoughts with facts and, and that and that I'm going to take, uh, you know, in my own uh, life as well. Uh, yes, uh, lots of great things happening, Ava. I want you to come back this year, um, because we're going to give you some time to get things done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we want you to come back and and uh, and talk to the folks because this has been such uh, an informative show and uh, really a privilege to have your knowledge and uh, and expertise, uh, you know, for our audience. Um, we typically like to ask and I, I do want you to leave one thing for everybody uh, because it's important and you've got uh, a b- bit of time here Alan will take us away and then I'll say goodbye um, but you got uh, 60 seconds to tell us or less one bold move that you can leave with our audience that they can do today depending on you know where you want you know them to focus you know some, uh, some thoughts so 60 okay. seconds I'm counting boom
0: Ready? Perfect. Easy. Because I'm doing it myself. I'm living my, I'm walking my talk here. Um, Find something to expand. The word is expand yourself every day. Too often we get stuck in a rut. We, We get stuck in momentum of doing the same things and life becomes monotonous. But what happens is that stagnation thing we were talking about earlier. So whether it's read something new or do something different, Drive home a different way, believe it or not, can stimulate the brain um, in new ways. But expand your repertoire every day. Talk to somebody new. Say hello and smile in a store. There, the, the possibilities are endless of how you can do this. They're small and they're big. I love it. I love it.
1: And you you did it less than 30 seconds. You're wonderful. Uh, (laughs) Expand, expand, expand. And, and you know, that really boils down to keep learning, keep, Mm -hmm. you know, keep, Um, doing things in your life to um, educate yourself um, on your personal and who you are. Uh, So important. And I love that. Expand, expand, do something new. Uh, Alan, take us away. Ava, you're the best. Uh, We look forward to so many things. Uh, But before we go, and Alan, I I hope you do ask, uh, how do they get a hold of you, Ava? Um,
0: Sure. So www.avadiamondlcsw.com is my website and my email address and phone number are right on there. Perfect. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, and I have a mental fitness coaching page on Facebook as well.
1: That's fantastic. So go check that out, folks. Uh, Ava Diamond, L-C-S-W.com. That's right. Okay.
2: Fantastic. Alan. Ava, what I, I love about you is that you are a great teacher and you are a great student. Thank you. And I, I, you guys can't see, but Ava's face just just <laughs> lit up. But I think it's it's great to honor that because you are, and I don't think you can be really good at one of those without being really good at the other. And um, I know, I know, I'm honored, uh, you know, to be to be here chatting with you today. And I know Chris is as well. And I'm excited for the two of you and putting together what you're going to create in in the book and the other folks that you're going to collaborate with. I'm excited about where that's going. Thank you so much for being on the show today, and um, uh, being so transparent with the, the discussion, and kind of opening up the uh, and breaking down some paradigms for for those of our listeners, and probably for Chris and I too, on some of the things that we stagnate on, and uh, helping us move ahead and move forward, and help others in a different, uh, maybe in a different light than what we thought. So, thanks for being on the show. We hope you come back. Chris, as usual, it's great. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much, and I'm very honored to be here with you. So, uh, Ava, unless you got something else you want to add, I'm just going to ask Chris to take us away.
0: All right. Thank you so much. I'm going to go do new things
1: awesome Sweet. i love that do new things hey listen uh, right back at you alan and uh, thank you again ava thank you uh, to our audience um come in uh to itunes rate us give us some comments we look forward to hearing from you ava we'll see you again this year lots of lots of great stuff happening wouldn't be a show without me saying do something nice for someone today